Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Thursday, February 24th, which means it's impact time. Uh, and as you heard on the intro, he's back after a, a, a little little de- time off. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm getting busy. I'm Angelo. Yeah, Angelo, you've been busy. You've been busy, boy. Busy beaver. Uh, but we also have another special guest here today. Um from uh we're we're stealing him he stole angelo from uh me last week so mm-hmm. we're stealing him from uh the uh, the aw podcast that's right yeah uh, i'm here i'm pat and we also stole ryan uh last night for the aw podcast that's so true i forgot i was on that lots of uh forbidden doors being <laughs> broken down by us Facts. right uh, but yeah i'm here hello yeah um so the reason Pat is here uh, is because he watched Impact, but also, Pat, you want to talk a little bit about why else we uh, have you on here today? Um, well, I don't really think it's why I'm here. I kind of just volunteered after you repeatedly asked me. But uh, I'm now, uh, I write for the Sportster <laughs> now, everybody's favorite uh, website. And uh, I'm now doing their weekly reviews for Impact. So uh, because I watched Impact this week, uh, I, f- I figured I would join in on the Impact Power Hour. Uh, so yeah, I'm here. I, I don't think I'll be here next week. I also feel like I chose like I chose a good week to watch Impact for this because I uh, because it was a good episode. Spoiler, but uh, <laughs> next week I don't think I'll be watching Impact because I think I'm going to see the Batman because I think it opens uh, oh. on Thursday next week. So I think I have tickets already for that at 8 p.m. So. Yeah. Oh, you better be watching both. Yeah, I should just pull up my phone in the middle of the movie uh, with a Bluetooth speaker so everybody can hear it around me and listen to yeah, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. yeah, that seems yeah, like a reasonable, seems like a reasonable idea. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching Impact from here on out. So uh, cool. now now if I shit on Impact, Ryan can't claim that I'm just blindly hating on Impact. That's right, fair. right. That's I, fair. Yeah, full. You know, you're fully aware. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so if you uh, if you're listening to this. Go check over on the Sportster and uh, go look up Impact Wrestling and you'll find my stuff. Yeah, How do we find Pat. your other articles, Pat? Uh, if you go to the Sportster and just uh, – honestly, the easiest way to do it uh, is because it's kind of hard to find people by, like, the author page. Just go yeah. go to – just search up Impact Wrestling. There's not, there's not really all that many Impact Wrestling articles coming out compared to, like, WWE, NXT, and AEW. Um, so you can either go over there, look for my – review of tonight's impact episode, which will probably be up on the Sportster by the time this episode comes out. Uh, or you can check out the review I did for no surrender last weekend over on the Sportster, And then you can just Ooh. click on the author underneath it. And that would be me. And I'll take you to all of my articles. Very good. Yeah. 
So there you go. Yeah, we've got like a little celebrity now. We got our own wrestling journalist now. Yeah, man. somebody called Dave Meltzer. I'm coming for him. Oh, Ooh. oh! I, I think you've got to rise through the ranks first. No, I'm going right for Meltzer. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Toro Yanu first. Yeah, yeah. Toro Yanu yeah. fan account first. Yeah, uh, you've got to go after uh, uh, Jobber Nation first. No, oh, Jesus fucking and, Christ! And WWE <laughs> Gareth. Yeah, neither, neither of those people uh, deserve any recognition. Let me know that that has been my Twitter feed <laughs> the last like few days. I go on there, and it's like because you like wrestling. That's called uh, mute their accounts. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, yeah, I might have to. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so, Angela, you weren't here for No Surrender. Have you watched No Surrender yet? No, but I regret not because it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. A fa- I thought it was a fantastic show, Pat. I you, also you really enjoyed. I it. thought it was really good. There was only two matches I didn't like. So, uh, yeah. two out of two out of eleven is is a very good ratio. And one of them was a pre-show match. Uh, yeah, one of them was a pre-show match. Mm. Yeah. So, um, if you haven't checked it out, make sure to go check it out if you can. Um, but we are on the road to sacrifice, which is next weekend, um, because the birth of Steiner Math. Yeah, the birth of Steiner Math. Um, everybody's favorite Impact promo. I feel like even if you've never watched an Impact show, you've wa- you've seen Steiner Math. If People that wrestling. don't even know what professional wrestling is have shown me that promo on YouTube. Yeah. So that's fair. I, I'm yeah. sure it's been referenced on like actual pop culture things, like ESPN or something. Oh yeah, probably. Maybe not ESPN, but something. Yeah. Um. So, On the Road to Sacrifice, uh, we're starting off with our BTI stuff, as always. Uh, we had our, our boy, Iceman, George Iceman, uh, s- still in the forest, basically. Still working on that big scoop uh, that he's been working on since basically October and still hasn't told us anything about other than it's coming. Um. And his, right. his his Iceman intel was basically the there were two betrayals of factions last week with Jay White turning on God uh, and uh, Eddie Edwards turning on Team Impact for Honor No More and what's going through their heads and he says that his big scoop this week is that J- he heard that Eddie Edwards is going to make an announcement this week. Um, which again, really not a scoop. Uh, Impact re- said like he was going to be on tonight to tell talk about his stuff. Yeah, his so, stuff's been pretty stale. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you live in a forest. Yeah, yeah, you're really not getting good cell reception out there for all the top yeah. latest news. Are um, you? Is it canon that he's supposed to be in a forest? Because it looks like he's just like standing next to like a wall of plants. No, I, I just make jokes about it. Okay. He's always in the, no, no. His he can, canon, he's in sunny, beautiful Florida. Yeah. Gotcha. Working on a story that he's been working on <laughs> Whatever since that October. <laughs> and ever since he's done that, his, his scoops have been getting worse and worse. I'll let, uh, I'll let Angelo talk before I, I say something about good old George. No, I have nothing else to say about <laughs> Okay. You. Uh, from what I've seen of Impact over the past two years, this has to be, like, no offense to George Iceman, this seems like the most useless person. I don't know if he has another role in the company, 
But if this man's sole hey, job he's, and he's, impact, he fills in for he filled in for David Penzer. Okay, so uh, he did last, that. Yeah, during the Florida tape things. Well, I guess that was the story he was working on in Florida. Uh, <laughs> well, no, he said he was still working on it tonight. I, man, I don't know. I just feel like if he if this is all they're using George Iceman for, why? He's what friends with add? Scott. But what does, this, Scott. what does He's this add to the product? Free. He's probably working for free. Yeah, it's probably pro bono. I can't imagine he's getting paid much. It just feels like such a waste of time to just give this guy like a couple minutes every week to just yeah. randomly well, to talk about honest, scoops. Watching 45 minutes of BTI can be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> they got to fill it up with something. There's a reason that I don't start watching BTI until 8 o'clock or yeah. 8.15 this week. Well, uh, so that's what I want to so actually comment skip. on. So the match didn't start till like 8.10, 8.15, whatever. That's coinciding with their actual televised Impact Wrestling. Yeah. I mean, granted, like, yeah, I think there was like only a thousand people on the live stream, but like doesn't Axis get pissed off that they're literally running two shows at the same time? Probably. Right? But if you're wa- but if you're watching BTI on Axis it ends at 8 cuz it starts at 7. Okay, so I- yeah, BTI is still on Axis. It's not just Yeah, it's ball. yeah. It's just okay. YouTube is like the trimmed down version cuz you don't have commercials. Gotcha. Which is why it starts at 7:30. Yeah, some reason I was like, "Oh, I thought they took it off of Axis and then mm-hmm. now it's this is the only way to watch it." No, and then apparently you can like they air it on Facebook too because that's yeah they they announce they I do notice when they say like you know thanks for watching on Facebook YouTube or wherever you are yeah so. I'm not watching on Facebook but maybe yeah. some other people are Come the on. boomers yeah the bo- definitely the boomers <laughs> the boom boomer of the week is anybody who watches BTI on on YouTube on Facebook. <laughs> Congratulations. Anyway, our BTI match was Ace Austin, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jake something and Trey Miguel. This was set up at, uh, during Sacrifice. Um, we I sent this out that this was happening. Pat Pat's first thing was, why, why is this on BTI? And as people who watch BTI regularly. Yeah, sometimes the, the match is really good. Realize. Yeah, sometimes the yep. match is a good match. Sometimes there's like a story behind it. Other times they just throw two random wrestlers on there, and it means absolutely nothing. Other time was the was the Lady Frost match on there the other time where she completely missed the moonsault? Yeah. Yes, that, 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 that was last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and it kind of meant ago. something because I they had just the what's her name Giselle Shaw come out yes. after. Yes, yeah, two weeks Matt ago. Was not helpful. No. And it was also a re- really, really, really bad botch yeah. that they could have fixed in post-production and just completely yes. decided not yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's like the benefit yeah. of having a tape show. Uh, yeah. Right, right. You think. I, I explained the whole story on the podcast that time where it's like I went to a live show. I saw that happen to John Morrison where like you're supposed to go through a table. Didn't happen. They just did the whole spot over again because it was a live tape show of SmackDown and they made it work. And then I watched it on SmackDown and they just cut that part out where he missed. Yeah. That's all you had to do. And like the difference is like that, like the taped episodes of SmackDown, that was like you had like a week to like maybe a week, maybe a few days in between. This is sometimes a month. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah. Like you could say, oh, our editing staff couldn't do that. They can't fix that in a month. (laughs) You need a new editing staff. It would have had to. 
like, like I said to Ryan, so Pat, for you to know, my point was there needs to be like huddles in the back before they go out to matches. Like, understand this is a tape show. If there's mistakes and it's that blatant, just do it over again. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Them to act yeah. on the fly, but like if they have that in advance, knowing like if you miss something that bad, just do it over again. We're gonna fix it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree to, especially for like a like a a nothing match there. Like it's not like it's like a a world title match or something where you're like, right, right. where like them redoing a finish would be like questionable, Look terrible. Yeah, this yeah. is a, no, like, like that. That would be late. reasonable. You you missed the you know hot top rope move. Just do it again. No big deal. Yeah. The audience would do whatever. Yeah. I, I think it would have been fine, but uh, whatever. It's impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was. A, I thought this was a very enjoyable match. Um, yeah. A, a, uh, Ace and Speedball have really good chemistry for people who I don't think they've ever worked together in their lives before. Speedball showed up in Impact. Um, I mean, they had like good chemistry, but they were really just like Mike Bailey was just doing his own flippy stuff. Yeah, and, and awesome, and like they both were looking awesome in their own ways. Yeah, uh, timing out their jumps. What well, I guess was you know the yeah. Um, I think the Jake something and Trey like there's that's the 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 old trope of can they coexist? Um, they coexisted well. Um, for this match, they had a really good spot on the outside where Jake something held up. Um, I believe it was it was his Ace. Ace. Austin. Yeah, Ace, Ace. Austin always does that thing on the on the ring apron where he yeah. like kind of what's it? he walks on his hands a little bit yeah like, he, so of, he like dot he like does like a car like kind of like a cartwheel to dodge yeah, kicks. cartwheel yeah and like stands up on both hand or on either one hand or two hands this one it was one-handed and jake something picked him up off of it and then trey came in with a suicide dive or like a tope suicida uh for a flip uh like a uh, helping like kind of like a doomsday device almost she looked really cool yeah um there were some really good exchanges in this where like basically each member of every team got got a piece of everybody um the story of the match early on was that uh, uh jake something and trey tried to make a tag ace austin distracted the ref so the uh, ref didn't see it um and so it was basically just beat up on trey day uh, for most of this match, um, Jake something ends up eating the pin. Um, so he he's not up. He's not happy with it. Ace and Speedball seem like they're on the same page at least for now. Uh, they fist bumped and then uh, hesitantly Fulton fist bumped uh, Speedball. Maybe he thinks that if uh, they keep on being good friends, that he's going to be out of a job. Um, but I think there's always room for Fulton to be hanging out with Ace. Um, Pat, any, any thoughts on this one? Uh, no, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying attention to the BTI match. Wow. Unbelievable. Eh. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll explain why when we get to the main show. Okay. Uh, main show starts, um, and we've got a, pro, a, a video package of basically everything that's happened with honor no more all the beatdowns that happened backstage and like as as they zoom in on eddie edwards face zoomies um, and yeah eddie ed if you didn't watch no surrender it was revealed that eddie edwards had been a double agent he's been working with honor no more the entire time all the 
attacks on blaming Macklin was a was a ruse uh, to throw them off the scent. Um, we opened the show though with uh, Moose uh, coming in, starting off with a promo. Um, talking about how he doesn't really like everybody keeps asking him about Eddie Edwards and he doesn't really care what Eddie Edwards does because it doesn't affect him. Uh, and until things affect him, really, he doesn't want to concern himself with uh, people. Uh, he wants everybody to remember that he beat up his biggest obstacle yet in Morrissey. Uh, but also he wants he does want to take credit for Eddie Edwards' turn to the dark side because he says everybody who's come face-to-face with Moose ends up going down a bad path. Yeah, he's saying he's sending everyone off the deep end. Like, it's it's because of him, you know, Eddie Edwards turned this way. It's because of him, Josh Alexander's out of a job. It's, you know... It's his fault. He, who, he, who knows yeah. what W. Morris he's going to be looking like now? Yeah, he, he the reason Matt Car- or Mid Cardona, as he continues to call him, which I, I still love the continuity of this. Uh, yeah. The reason Mid Cardona had to resort to using a chair and uh, trying to force Jordan to uh, DQ herself uh, was because he he lost a moose, and so everybody who steps up to uh, moose. They lose, um, and they end up going off the rails. Uh, he also pointed out at the beginning of his promo that there's only one man in wrestling that needs to be acknowledged, and that is Moose. Uh, subtle shots again at Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. Out comes Heath to interrupt this nonsense. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, it's been a been a bit i mean, he, he says that the reason he was gone was because have you ever heard of covid protocols uh as he says it um so yeah i guess basically confirming he was covid positive uh or close contact during the uh, florida tapings which is why he wasn't there that he tested negative yeah he tested negative uh, which means he can come for moose uh, Moose clearly didn't understand this because he says, where were you the last month? Um, <laughs> clearly he, he doesn't know about the COVID protocols. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, he, uh, we've got a, uh, he's got kids chant. Um, and he's, uh, basically he, he, he wants a shot at Moose. He says, you know, my first ever match in impact was against you. I lost, but I've never taken my mind off the, the goal. I want what's, I want that. I want that title. Um, basically, uh, Moose doesn't want to hear. He says, I don't care about Eddie Edwards. I don't care about you. I don't care about your wife. I definitely don't care about your ugly uh, kids, which sets uh, Heath off. Uh, Heath... Uh, also said that he came out here because he was, uh, he wanted a champion who represents Impact, uh, who's not making jokes about the situation in Impact because we're at war. There's a war going on. Um, war. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a good segment. Uh, good to see Heath back. Don't know what he really, how he deserves to uh, be in the title picture. 
Yeah, um, that's, that's what's definitely weird. Um, I mean, not too weird. He's just yeah. walking into a title match because Scott, Scott D. Moore later gives it to him, essentially. Yeah. But, um, I mean, this just proves to me, not for the Heath stuff, but how great Moose has been in this title run. Just, you know, coming out here and just trash talking the whole roster. And just he's been doing that week in and week out. And years ago, when I first started hearing about Moose, and you guys were like, oh, this guy Moose and Impact is doing real good things. And I saw some stuff, and I'm like, I, I didn't like what he was doing, like just from quick snippets. He looked like kind of what I blame the good brothers for doing. Like they look a little, you know, too relaxed out there, but like it, it really works with Moose. I mean, the stuff he's preaching on his promos is incredible and his in-ring work is excellent as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, me and Pat both got introduced to Moose through ROH. Um, okay. With the, the Moose chance, it was him and uh, uh, Stokely Hathaway. Uh, was part of was his manager, who's now Malcolm Bivens in NXT. Hmm. Um, you had Cedric Alexander involved with them. You had Beta Scott involved hmm. in this. Um, that was the first like feud that I, I I remember Moose from Pat watched Ring of Honor before me or followed it at least. Um, but that that's how I was introduced through him to him. Uh, I thought he was like a good wrestler, but like he didn't have the promo stuff. That's why uh, Stokely was his manager. Um, and he's fantastic on the mic. Um, but uh, Moose has just upped his game since coming to impact, I think. And uh, this, this heel run has been fantastic with him with the title. Um, yeah. Um, Pat, any, anything else you want out here? No, you guys pretty much hit everything uh, on the head, but I will now say why I wasn't paying attention to the BTI match, which was because I watched this promo twice. I <laughs> started watching Impact at 8 o'clock, not knowing that you guys watch Impact on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I came downstairs into me and Ryan's living room, put on Impact and started watching and then started getting to work with my, uh, my review here. And so I was sitting down here and I'm like, the fuck's Ryan doing? Why is he down here for impact? Yeah. And uh, I get through the boost promo and, and literally the last like minute or two of the, this opening segment, Ryan comes down. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> watching impact. And he's like, Oh, well, just, you know, we're going to watch it on YouTube. I was like, well, I've already watched this promo, uh, but I ended up putting it on. So Ryan could watch BTI and not be delayed for, for this podcast. Uh, and so I, I did end up watching this promo fully twice. Uh, I didn't get anything more out of it the second time. Uh, but that was my reason I wasn't paying attention to BTI was because I was writing up. Uh, didn't get to watch the, any more spit particles come out of Moose's mouth as well while he No, I was, really, I was more focused on his forehead. I was just watching the sweat build on his forehead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess a cool fresh matchup for Sacrifice. I don't think Heath's going to win uh, of like a, a two week build to this match, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, he he's been uh it's just been unfortunate his impact running like it started off like seemed like an interesting idea he wasn't really in a contract and Rhino was helping him out but got injured right off the bat was out for basically a year and now has kind of just been slow to find his ground and sure he's getting thrown into a title match but where does he go from here it's definitely to be seen. Yeah, I feel like the tag division with Rhino is probably going to be where he's going to hang out the most time. Um, oh, I, guess, 
Like where Swan and Mac kind of Yeah, or like maybe the digital media title. You'd have him, him versus Cardona down the line. Yeah. Which yeah, I wouldn't definitely. be against. I, I, again, it would be really cool to see Heath with a singles title. Um, just because I feel like yeah, I don't think he ever won one in WWE unless it's like he won a 24-7 title. I'm not sure. No, he was he wasn't even there for the twenty four seven. I thought. I I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it'd be cool. Um, it would, I mean, it, it would be cool to see him as world champion, but I don't see that happening. At least not yet. Not not this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not he's he's not the one to to take it off Moose. Um, I do want to say that uh, Heath. On the mic, still pretty good, um, but nowhere close to Moose. Um, after this, we go backstage right away, basically, um, and uh, Scott is talking to Honor No More. Um, or I'm sorry, before this, uh, Scott is talking to Impact uh, Team Impact backstage uh, because they want to get their hands on Eddie. And he says, nope, nobody's allowed to put touch Eddie. If you do, there's going to be consequences. Um, until Eddie says his part, nobody can touch him. But Rhino, if you want him so bad, you have him at sacrifice. Uh, and then we get a Rhino promo. And Pat, you, they, they heard you last week, how you talked about how they gave Rhino, uh, or, or over the weekend, how they gave Rhino a, a long promo. Uh, the longest promo you'd ever heard of from him. So they were like, yeah, we'll give it to him again so Pat can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I just don't think Ryan is very good on the mic. He just scream, uh-huh. he, he, he screams really loud. Come on. <laughs> He's intense, but I, I don't know. I don't. I already forgot what he even said in the promo, and I felt the same way at No Surrender. So no Surrenders was significantly longer than this. And that was significantly again, worse. They would have been milking the same formula since 1999. Yes. <laughs> That's not promising. You, so, you, see, you can't. What's up? No, well, you see, you didn't watch No Surrender, so you missed his promo there. Where uh, Oh, it was had, real long. He was going on so long. For some reason, he was the focal point of Team Impact's promo at the pay-per-view, and Steve Macklin had to hide behind Gia Miller as he was cracking up listening to Rhino talk. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was quite good. Uh, but oh, yeah, boy. I don't know. Rhino, the less mic time Rhino has, I think, the better. I disagree, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Teach their own. Shake yeah. my head. Keep that same energy, buddy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, after this, uh, then we have Scott talking with uh, Honor No More as they show up. Um, uh, and he, he says, "Hey, uh, you know, you guys, you guys can hang out in the the back in the locker room. No more private locker room. But talk to everybody. They all know that, that you're under contract now. Uh, you guys like." No more problems. Um, just, you know, I told everybody hands off tonight, but uh, until the triple threat, or not the triple threat, the six-man tag match. Uh, after that, whatever they do to you is fine. I hope they rip your limbs off, but that's just me. Uh, Matt Taven says that he doesn't know if he wants to be back in the, uh, the Impact locker room because there's a bunch of Melvins uh, who Great. you know you 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 never know if they're gonna follow your rules, Scott. 
Um, now, Pat asked me, what the hell is even a Melvin? So I looked up what a Melvin is. An Urban Dictionary gave me a great term for uh-huh. it. Okay. Um, and basically, the Urban Dictionary term for a Melvin, an underwhelming male orgasm. If ejaculate is present, it dribbles feebly and apologetically yeah. out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's not it. Yeah, you, you sure? I dis, I disagree. I genuinely think this was, this is what it is. Knowing Matt Taven and uh, <laughs> who he was in uh, in uh, Ring of Honor before the Kingdom, I one thousand percent am going with this is what this man thinks the or is is going with Melvins are. If it's not. I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Uh, I have always hated Matt Taven, uh, as a singles wrestler at least. Uh, him and him and Mike Bennett are a good tag team. If I if this, you know, I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, completely derailing this, but if uh, if Honor No More breaks up eventually, which they will, because you know most factions don't last forever, right? And Matt Taven stays in Impact. If they have the audacity to give this man the singles push that Ring of Honor did, uh, Impact. I am going. I am going to scream. Yeah. Pat, is, Pat is very, very negatively. I will jump onto Scott DeMore's roof and start screaming at him while he's trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah I think there's just too much talent to put him forward. Like yeah. even like past the Nace Austin level, even. Uh yeah. no, I fully agree with that. He's yeah. him and him and Mike Bennett can win the tag titles. Perfectly fine with that. Singles it, though? Absolutely. You'd not. prefer a Mike Bennett singles run? Yeah, bring back the miracle Mike Bennett. That's that's like peak Mike Bennett. Uh, yeah, he, he had some promise. Yeah, or or better. No, not the cuck. <laughs> Bring that cuck, Mike. We're Bennett. we're not we're not we're not doing cuck storylines in impact. At least yeah, you know, maybe we will. Yeah. I think Bobby Lashley's busy or Rusev, yeah. whoever it was involved. Well, was, well yeah. there were two cuck angles. There was, yeah, there was Mike Bobby Bennett Lashley. Had one too. Yeah, Mike Mike Bennett had one in WWE where Maria was pregnant and they did a storyline where it wasn't Mike's baby. Right, but did they say who it could have been? No, the storyline got cut. Uh, oh yeah, so. yeah. I remember remember seeing Maria scream, "I'm pregnant." There was yeah. no. Uh, there was. I don't believe there was. It was also that she that she was the man of the relationship, and that's why he was Mike Canellis. Yeah, it was uh, real bad. Also, yeah, yeah, like I why that. she was she could win the twenty four seven title, but he could he couldn't because you know the twenty four seven titles is very prestigious. Only the most prestigious people win, win the 24-7 belt. Um, yeah, so thank you for that definition. Invasive pertusion um, on Urban Dictionary. Um, <laughs> anyway, Scott asked where Eddie is. They said they don't know, but he will be there tonight. Then Moose shows up, and Moose says, you know, I'm glad you guys are here, but I don't want any issues. Then, then we have an issue, but until then... You guys can go to the locker room. I don't have an issue with you guys. And Scott is furious about this. He's like, Heath was right. You know, you're you're out here making jokes. You're making light of things after what they've done. Um, and you know what? Heath has a title shot at sacrifice um, for your world title. Um, after this, um, we've got Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace in a dot combat match um, yeah, for the digital the third media. match between them. Yeah. Um, and so the whole storyline coming into this uh, about this, uh, they, they had announced that it was going to be a dot combat match on Monday. And they were like, what is a dot combat match? And they kept on tweeting about this. Like, what's it going to be? 
so um, it was just, you know, an ODQ match uh, with keyboards, mouses, and eventually cell phones. Um, uh, oh, and a selfie when a company stick. makes rules about a match, you have no idea, or like a name of a match, you have no idea what it means. Yeah. Probably is an ODQ match. Yeah. I was waiting for it to be, they were just going to, you know, play 2K or play the impact game. Oh my um, God. And whoever won would be the new top champion. That's why or, I was or the only rule change was it's a 20 count, not a 10 count on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would go safely say that this was better than their match at No Surrender. Um, I think that the weapons were, was fine. It didn't add anything ginormous to this match, but the fact that we couldn't get a, no de- a disqualification for this was good. Um, I think that it, it was cool to see different weapons other than the normal weapons you, you yeah. normally see. Selfie sticks. Yeah, I I can't think of a match where I've seen somebody pour a bunch of cell phones into the ring, um, including flip phones. Um, so that was that was fun. So um, what do you think Impact was tasked with the job of rating a cell phone? George Iceman. George Iceman. George Iceman. <laughs> That's probably why he's there. Yeah. yeah, that was the scoop he was trying to get was everybody's yeah. cell phones I found all in the state of Florida. He just went into the woods in Florida yeah. and found a bunch of cell phones in the Everglades. Yeah, he found uh, from Brian all the waters, phone, whatever his name is. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Jesus. Not soon enough. No. Oh. Uh, no, he just goes into the Everglades, finds a gator that ate somebody, and uh, find, finds the phone. He's like, all right, cool. Um. Anyway, this match ends uh, because, uh, well, there's an exchange. Uh, Jordan goes for the low blow. Matt Cardona doesn't sell it at all. And commentary is bewildered by this. Uh, but Cardona reveals he had a cup. Um, and it's bedazzled. It says, always ready. And then he tries to stick it in Jordan's face. And Jordan reverses it and puts it in his face. To which uh, Matthew Raywalt says, no man should ever have to uh, smell their own nether regions. Um, True. Uh, we end up getting uh, a roll up here. Cardona holds onto the rope out of the ref's view. Uh, and Matt Cardona is still your digital media champion. Um, I don't think we're getting a fourth match between them. No, no, definitely not. Uh, I think Jordan is effectively out of this title picture for a bit. You move um, on to greener pastures. Yes. Um, hopefully, Cardona can uh, have have a feud with somebody else. Uh, I just don't know who uh, comes to mind yet. Um, maybe 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 VSK. Give me more VSK. I would like to see him somewhere, but yeah, where yet? Probably not VSK, just because he's he's you know. Who knows what, what what's next for VSK? But he's aligned with Matt Cardona in NWA. Um, so, oh. yeah. He's, uh, he's part of the faction, the Cardonas. It's Chelsea, Matt, Mike Knox, and VSK. Mike Knox is a legend. But VSK yeah. is actually, I mean, from what we have seen in the ring. Fantastic. I mean, fantastic. And obviously it hasn't really shown any of that in the uh, – 
you know, whatever this run with uh, Brian Myers has been that just ended. But yeah. um, before that, when he was just brought on as like almost an enhancement talent, like kind of the role John Skyler is now when he was there, VSK, he yeah. saw some phenomenal flashes in the ring. Absolutely. Um, after this, we have the influence Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood talking about. Tennille's back. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tanil was back at that no surrender, buddy. Okay. Uh, she she faced havoc. Yeah, right. she lost on the pre-show. Yeah, that's incredible. In in, in one of Pat's two bad matches. Uh, well, like your other bad match, Pat was <laughs> George Cardona, Grayson, Pat yeah, Cardona. Cardona and, yeah. Well, what's silly about that is, and not I, not I haven't even seen the match, but you're having. Be fighting for these tag titles. Yeah, that's exactly what we said on our yep. review. No yep. sense. Yep. No sense whatsoever. Yeah. Also, the, also the the way she lost was incredibly bad. If you haven't watched it, uh, she's going for her finisher. She asked Caleb to take a picture of her fi- or video of her hitting her finisher on Havoc. As he takes out his phone, uh, a picture of the inspiration comes on his phone. <laughs> to which commentary says it looks like the inspiration is calling him. <laughs> but it clearly just looks like he's looking at a photo of the inspiration. Yeah, they haven't been very good at uh, using their phone. Remember um, what what's his name? Sammy Callahan when he had pressed the button. Yes. On and it was just literally a blank screen on yes. his phone. Yes. <laughs> Um, this one, yeah, uh, like there's no ringer or anything, but apparently, like everybody could, t- like Tanil and Madison could tell that somebody was calling him, even though like he had his the phone in front of his face, basically. Um, so like, and I'm, that I'm distracted Tanil enough for Havoc to hit a pile driver on her. Excellent. See, yeah. like, I'm all about comedy gimmicks. We love Swingers Palace. We're yeah. big fans of Swingers Palace around here. Yeah. But when you have the only two teams of your division, both comedy teams of wrestlers that don't want to wrestle, yeah, it, it's it's just not working for me. Yeah. No, they've got three teams. They've got Decay. Right. They have Decay, but they should just be the champions then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, this makes no sense. Yeah. That we're um, pushing this feud so long. Yeah, so Tanil talks about how her, her retreat her spa retreat was so relaxing, but her, her week was ruined because of Caleb's uh causing her to lose to havoc. Uh the in- the inspiration show up and make jokes about it. Um they basically are like, Hey, you know, stop talking bad about Caleb. Caleb's a good guy. You shouldn't have to take your crap. Uh, which is true. Caleb deserves better. Hashtag justice for Caleb. Yeah. Um, and then Madison says that I can talk bad about him, or I can talk to him as any way I want. Uh, Cassie slaps Madison. Uh, and Caleb tries to break it up. Uh, and then Cassie ch- or Madison challenges Cassie to a match next week uh, on Impact. Okay. And uh, then. Uh, Tanil says that she's going to babysit uh, Caleb during the match. Uh, Pat or or Angelo, both of you, 
Uh, dream match in 2022, Mass and Rain versus Cassie Lee. It's probably going to be a absolute Meltzer five-star banger. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Pat. Yeah. Um, put it on in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that would be a seven-star. True. Yeah, I'll, I will say I'm, I'm so far been very disappointed in the Inspirations run. Agreed. It, it, maybe it's not all they're doing, obviously, with COVID and everything, but um, yeah, <laughs> there's just not much for them to work with unless they weren't in a tag team on in the knockouts division here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I've got no clue. Um, after this, we've got uh, Jake something and Trey backstage. Uh, Jake something says he's disappointed about their outcome, the outcome of the match. Trey comes over and is like all peppy and like, Hey, you've got nothing to be ashamed of. You got, don't be disappointed. Uh, you had a good match. You're strong. And Jake tells him to stop. He wasn't done. He doesn't want him interrupting. He wants, uh, he's still focused on the X division title. Uh, and he doesn't need a pep talk from Trey. He wants Trey to fear him because he's still dangerous and he's going to win the X division title. And then he just shoulder bumps Trey as he leaves. And Trey's like very offended by this. He's like, what? Double takes, triple takes. Um, I think J- Jake something has a real shot here. I do too. Yeah, I really hope he does because yeah. I think that, I think there's one, two ways here. If Jake something loses, maybe he's out. He is leaving the company. Yeah. Um, if he wins, I think it's a surefire thing that he's not leaving the company. Is his contract coming up? I believe uh, somebody reported that it was uh, end of February. Oh, I see. So, work through sacrifice and be on out. But if he wins, then I'm assuming he resigned. Yeah. So, for Pat, I, I've typically. When I when we talk about Jake something, I usually compare him to like how WWE treated Braun Strowman, where he was like this bigger, larger than life wrestler, but they just didn't want to put a title on him, but they didn't want him to look bad, so he was just kind of middling. I feel like and always losing to guys like that had more momentum, but he finally won this you know fatal four way surprisingly with all these big names in it, and now yeah. he has a shot at the X Division title, and it actually seems like. This could be his, or this could just be his exit strategy. But still, like, he's always been that guy that just is like, ah, oh, he's good, but you're not going to put a big title on him. That's what it feels like when they use him. Yeah, from what I've seen of Jake, uh, I think he's a very, very impressive talent. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's he's much better in the ring. So Yeah. I, when yeah. I compare him to Braun, it's, it's like the how they treated him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I understand what you mean. Um Based off of what I've seen, I would also like to see him beat Trey Miguel next week um, at Sacrifice. Also, probably because I don't think you're going to see any other title changes there. And there wasn't any title changes at um, No Surrender. And that's not to say every pay-per-view needs a title change, but um, it's the X Division Championship. It's a, it's a fun title that you can you know toss around to different people. Plus, it yeah. would give Jake something something uh, to you know have on his shoulder. So, yeah, something has something. Something. It'd be a big pop for the crowd too, because the crowd's yeah, really behind him. Yeah, I agree. Like the crowd really likes Trey, but I think they really like Jake something. He could always be uh, an option B was option C guy. Yeah, yeah. That would be wild. Well, I, I don't really know where else we talk about it on the show. I, I should have asked this before when we were um in the opening segment. So Josh is 
by all means, Josh is gone from impact, at least for now. He could always come back. Um, but if he doesn't come back, who who do you guys think would be the person that they might take Moose uh, Moose's championship away? I, I don't see a clear path right now at all. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for Sammy Callahan. Yeah. No, I, I think 100% at this point, um, they are really talking about Josh a lot for somebody who apparently you – know, um, yeah, his his name drop was nonstop. Uh, he's yeah. dro- name dropped again tonight numerous times, including the the ending promo. Um, I still think Josh is going to come back. He's going to win the title off of Moose at Rebellion. I think. Um, I mean, and the then I think I think yeah and up, like. yeah, and then I think you've already got a made two feud um for Josh right after um with Eddie yeah yeah um but if Josh is leaving if he is going somewhere else then i think the only other person that they have ready would be um what's his name uh Sam Callahan when he returns cuz he's supposed to return in mid April mm-hmm. um okay. Okay, uh, so again, I'm not a full-time impact viewer, obviously, until till now. But based off of this episode, I think there is a very clear direction that I, I could see them going in. Uh, because I, I do not share the same optimism that Josh Alexander will be back. Okay. okay. I think they specifically had Moose with Scott DeMore, uh earlier in the show with uh, Scott running him down. Uh, and then Honor No More being involved as well. I think they did this for a specific reason. I think they turned Eddie Edwards heel for a specific reason. I think that they might try to make Moose into an anti-hero who has to defend Impact's honor against Honor No More. And you might have Eddie Edwards as his heel challenger. And depending on how far they want to run with this whole Honor No More thing, I could see Eddie being the one to take it off. Especially based off of Eddie's promo tonight uh, about him being the guy who should have dethroned Omega or Christian Cage, uh, but not getting the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, sure, and we'll we'll go into the promo later, but I'll I'll do some uh, TNA slash backstory history of their company. So aces and eights, they kind of did that. They they were like this aces and eights was you know you didn't know how far it was gonna go, how far it was gonna go, and then all of a sudden it fully raised the leader. He's the world champion. So they they have done that before, and I'm sure they're willing to do it again with letting a faction totally run their show. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm interested. I, I I still think that like if Josh had really just left, like he's gone, he's there's no chance he's coming back. They would not be referencing him so heavily. I, <sighs> to be yeah, honest. yeah, it it's, not, it's it's like the reasons they're doing it. Like they use Moose used it to get heat early on, and then commentary like mentioned him as a former Impact competitor. It's like AEW did the same thing last week with Cody, where they referenced him on commentary. But uh, yeah, this week we're, we we're just got him as WWE like rewriting history when people leave the company. Yeah, it, it, Josh Alexander is really only known for his stuff in Impact, so he's part of the story of the past few months. So and yeah, can't yeah, and like, and like well, any time that somebody else is left, like Tayo was never referenced again after she left. Yeah, like but they, they just make like a pat, her off like, properly, and she didn't um, have the title. She wasn't doing yeah. anything super. I would also argue for Taya's case. Like Angela said, they wrote her off, and I don't think they would have like 
you know, she signed a WWE. They probably expected with her age that she was going to most likely finish her career out in WWE. So there wouldn't really be a reason to reference her. Mm. Um, and then yeah. for, jo- for Josh, as you've noted before, Ryan, he's like very close friends with Scott DeMore. Yeah. Um, so I would assume that they'd want to keep the door open as long as it wasn't, That's like a, fair. you know, uh, not a mutual parting or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm still holding out hope. I, like, I, again, I don't see where he would fit anywhere else. If he goes to AEW, he'll just be another face. Um, I don't don't have any hope for him, like being a big name there. I think he, it's it would just be like, oh man, they got Josh Alexander, and then it would be dropped pretty quickly. Um, just because, again. I feel like it's very crowded already with a lot of new people coming in. Yeah, no, his his ceiling to reach is an impact. So yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, if he's chasing the money, he might get it somewhere else. But I mean, yeah, you know, career and story wise, I think impacts the way to go for the next couple of years. Yeah, and obviously he doesn't fit the mold of NXT anymore, and they wouldn't throw him right in the main roster. He's not a big enough name for that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even say he doesn't fit the mold of NXT anymore. He possibly could. He could be a gimmicky package, I'm sure. Maybe. He's got the amateur wrestling, you know, headgear on, so. Yeah. Um, after this, we get a we get uh, John Schuyler getting his rematch against Bupinder Gujar. Um, this is the time you're going to see Bupinder. Uh, we also have alternate commentary with... Cre- <laughs> commentary a commentary a pro re- uh, wrestler uh, Br- uh Brian Myers obviously a play on words of uh his create a pro wrestler uh academy uh wrestling academy <laughs> um uh he's got his own setup he's got the the action figures and t- uh, toys on his uh his desk uh and throughout this match they just occasionally throw it over to him um and like not refer like they did not acknowledge that he was on commentary they'd be like so let's just talk see what the alternate commentary would be <laughs> he's just talking nonsense just nonsense yeah i mean this is uh, probably my favorite part of the show tonight yeah uh Bri- brian myers is is a gem um he's he is absolutely fantastic yeah. in in impact yeah, and he's uh, wealth of knowledge too. Yeah, his, his industry experience is, you know, top notch. So he's always hilarious. He knows what to do in the right spots at all times. Absolutely, um, he's fantastic on the mic. He's fantastic in the ring. He's had some great matches in the ring in Impact, um, and he's not like he's a joke, but in a positive light. It's not like oh, he's a jobber whose gimmick is. I'm losing nonstop. Let's take. Let's make a shirt about it. Um, it is. Uh, I'm the most professional wrestler. I'm the best commentator. I'm the best at everything, um, and I can back it up in the ring. I just will lose sometimes. Um, yeah. And yeah, the story of this match was John Skyler wanted to get his win back over Bupinder. Um, wasn't a bad match. I don't think it was as uh, great as their or as good as their first match uh, against each other. Um, but I still really like Bupinder's finisher, um, and that really wasn't the story of this match. It was what happened after the match. Uh, yeah. W. Morrissey shows up, clocks John Skyler, uh, 
and then stares down Brian Myers. Looks like he's going to send Myers through the table. Skyler gets back up, hits Morrissey in the back of the head, and Brian Myers scampers away. Uh, and John Skyler ends up getting put through the table with the BQE, uh, which, for those who don't know, it stands for the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. Um, so there you go. Um, Did I miss anything? So I, at, um, no surrender with these two, or is it just like from their previous weeks? I think it's just from their previous thing. There was no Morris or Brian Myers was not involved in No Surrender. Morris. Uh, mad still yeah on one match yeah and and myers like uh bringing moose out the uh during the or after their match yeah yeah um yeah uh pat what was your thoughts on bupinder um i thought he looked promising i don't know how old he is um but he's i guess one of their newest signings right he is. He's. Yeah. He, he. I don't know if you know. Uh, well, you don't know. They didn't mention it, but uh, he was trained by one of the greats uh, from India. The great Kali. The great Kali. Oh man. Uh, he, great Kali was name dropped uh, during his last match. Oh, I'm sure Angela would be over the moon. Yeah, I was pretty ecstatic. Uh, um, yeah, I think he's a cool finish. I thought he had a pretty nice uh, jumping knee strike as well. Yeah. So, but the star of the show here for me was uh, Brian Myers. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, so he was. So he's a he was a boxer and kickboxer in India. Um, apparently, uh, he he claims that uh, he's uh, always been an Impact Wrestling fan. It was the first wrestling promotion he ever fell in love with over in India. Um, King. Uh, and that he uh, moved over to uh, North America to follow his dream of becoming an impact uh, wrestler. I uh, said that his, uh, his big inspiration about this was that it was different than other promotions with the six-sided ring. Uh, his inspiration to get into wrestling was low-key. Huh. Um, and, yeah, uh, I was trained by a lot of different people doesn't have a wikipedia page the only thing about him is a sports key to art uh, interview uh that he did after his match against john schuyler um yeah um i again it's a very unique finisher um it's it apparently like he trained like after moving from india he moved to canada for a bit uh and trained in canada um, and that's where this in storyline, that's how he uh, caught the um, the eye of Scott. Um, that was said the last time that uh, he had a match. Um, so, so and he, he's distanced himself from the Deji Hit Squad because uh, when he came in, right, Raj Singh is his name. Is uh, his yeah, guy? yeah. So Raj Singh claimed that um, he had. Um, he helped bring him in or something. And he was like friends with him. He was trying to be friends with him. Yeah, but... he claimed that he was he was Bupinder's best friend, uh, and because John Schuyler won a match, he'd give him Bupinder. And then Boop, uh, Boop, after Bupinder's win, Raj Singh came out to like shake his hand, and Bupinder didn't want it. 
and he said that like he did a promo later and he was like I, I know all about Raj Singh he just uses people and Raj Singh tried to be his friend again didn't happen um, so like they haven't had a match but they haven't referenced anything since that time so yeah like neither of them have been on TV since I actually Raj Singh had a, a BTI match I think uh, against Jake something uh, yes. a bit ago so um uh in between so yeah so technically like it just still hasn't been resolved maybe it comes down later or maybe Raj Singh isn't there anymore who knows um anyway uh after this we get Steve Macklin promo and he challenges Eddie Edwards to a match next week um so we gotta face Steve Macklin now I guess I think Steve Macklin is more of an anti-hero hey I, 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 this sounds crazy. All right. Steve Macklin is, could be somebody who could beat Moose. Yeah. Sure. I, I don't want, I don't want I don't, to see it. I don't think that that would be the right call. I think that he's more of a long-term project and they should, you know, build him up in the X division first. That's before fair. That, um, but I, I, it, my thing is, I don't think he fits the X division mold as much. And I think he he's got the size and look of a like a world champ type caliber person. Yes, yes, to some extent. But you can also say the same thing about um, Jake something. Jake something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not more deserving than him. No, I would say Jake is definitely uh, a higher priority than Steve Macklin. Again, that's if Jake something stays. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, after this, uh, we've got the Champ Champ Challenge. That is answered by Lady Frost, the first person who is actually under contract with the Impact. All right, so I'm going to cut you off before we go cool. uh, further here. Uh, this, I think that this is a missed opportunity that they just tossed Lady Frost on here because so so who's so how many times has she done the Champ Champ Challenge? Uh, this is the third time. Okay, so who did we have? We Santana had Garrett and yeah. um, and then Miranda. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that they should like. I'm assuming they just couldn't get anybody in for this, but like, I feel like when you're doing this open challenge thing, this would be a really good time for Impact to you know bring in some non-contracted people. There's a bunch of free agents, and I'm not saying well, they. Either. I mean, they did so far. Yeah. Well, now you got Lady this. Frost. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is I should, they should I'm thinking they just brought in Lady Frost just because challenge for the triple a title they're like oh this is the first time someone wanted a challenge for that one well no because at the pay-per-view miranda challenged no wait she didn't nope, she went yeah. roh because oh, she was from right. roh yeah uh, so i feel like they're getting that Santana's out of the way is the reason they said santana went for roh is because she's been all over the world and ring of honors uh, women's championship is so prestigious you know i think only one person ever held it that's fair after that's the fair. Re- after the rebrand of it I just hope that whenever Deanna does another one, which I'm assuming will be at sacrifice. sacrifice, I hope that it's another free agent. It's not like Giselle Shaw or Rosemary. Uh, Yeah, man. I just feel like, you know, giving it like to to a spotlight to a free agent one, it it gets people talking because, you know, it's like, oh, somebody new is here. And two, it it gives impact a chance to like scout somebody and see how they do an impact. Um, Yeah. I'm assuming, and this is, this is just me. Assuming um, she will continue to do this until um, uh, Supercard of Honor, because I'm assuming she's going to defend the title there. 
Yeah, that makes I, I, um, I think it would be weird if you know she lost it in an open challenge to somebody who, um, you know, was wasn't involved in the title picture uh, when Ring of Honor went off the air um, last, because like you had the challenge thrown out the last time um, or at Final Battle with Roxy and her, um, and. Like ROH kind of hyped up that Deanna, like they, they mentioned that Deanna had won it and everything. So it could be kind of weird to just be like, oh, it got passed over to somebody else in an open challenge. Um, no, I don't think they would do that. But yeah. again, I just think having, you know, some fresh faces. That's fair. Um, especially because I feel like it adds more intrigue because, like, I don't think anybody watching this that, like, would assume Lady Frost is going to beat Deanna no. for the AAA title. No. Absolutely not. Actually, let me use this to talk about Lady Frost a little bit. We saw before with the, the yeah. moonsault, but I'm just grown to not be a fan of Lady Frost. And okay, I mean, her in ring work is fine, but for me, it's when she and just how she kind of presents her that just like just seems happy to be there. And I feel like to be a professional wrestler, especially like to you got to be a lot more than that. Like she just comes out, she's smiling, but it doesn't match the gimmick. She just loses. No, so yeah, because like, they call her the coolest, the coolest wrestler you'll see, or whatever. She's the coolest wrestler around. I like that, like yeah. Ruby Soho smile, where it's like, yeah, like I'm just like. I agree. Go That's a good like, point. And like her, and like her, her ring work is just her, like mainly being like really athletic yeah. and doing like flips. Um, so I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like, um, like there's on that character a little more but like she came out with like a stern look or just, just portrayed it more but like you just notice yeah. next time she's just see it yeah it's weird because i feel like that, that wasn't when she like when she first came to impact like as like when she wasn't contracted she was just like a per appearance thing like when she originally faced diana she was like um stern and like she didn't have like a, a defined character obviously um but she still doesn't her character is just that she's lady frost uh and she like, yeah and pretends like the, to blow like, ice the on the Giselle screen match. yeah yeah funny but like i just watched giselle shaw match and i felt the same way it's like she comes out and she's like man just like she doesn't feel confident she's just like I- i'm lucky to even have this opportunity like you, you just gotta look like you know Clean confidence, I feel like. Yeah. Someone watching at home, you gotta like feel the confidence. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a fine match. Um I think this this got a little more time than um Santa uh than uh, Miranda and her got. I think maybe it wasn't, it just felt like it did. Um there's a defined story of Deanna running down uh Lady Frost's leg and knee um but then it didn't play into the finish which i thought was weird um because like we've seen in the past with diana like she'll adapt finishes to target like the limbs uh that she's like injured um but not here she did go for a boston crab earlier but it was like right against the ropes um uh, she does win with the venus de milo 
afterwards, as Deanna is going up the entrance ramp, Giselle Shaw comes out, sta- looks at her, comes back down, says some stuff to Lady Frost, and then starts modeling in the ring. Um, All right. Yep. Uh, Bullet Club promo time. Um, we've got new Bullet Club America shirts. Um, Jay talking about how... Club America, know, before, it, before you go on, the Bullet Club America shirt yeah. says... People have clowned online. Uh, these are not shirts I think many people would want to wear out in public. I mean, I'm sure a very specific group of people would like to wear this shirt. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. But, I, don't, but, I don't know if I like that. Uh, I'm sorry. A shirt that says Bullet Club with the American flag behind it. Just like. Yeah, that's like yeah. insurrection. Fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. This, is, this is the shirt that Chris Jericho's wife would own. Or, or uh, Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, right. Allison Henderson. So it makes sense. Probably why they uh, designed the shirt. (laughs) And Brian Brian Cage and Melissa Santos, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Jay White says that uh, it was no hard, there shouldn't be hard feelings uh, with him and GOD because it was just business. And he wants to clarify it was strictly business. Uh, He wants to align him, he wants to make Bullet Club. Uh, the best they can be to put him to the highest level and god weren't at that level anymore uh, so he brought back into the fold the greatest tag team in bullet club history uh gals and anderson the good brothers uh, he also says that uh chris bay is the future uh, he's gonna do great work um good big props uh for chris bay to hear probably uh, then points out also points out that uh, he found out online that Impact is bringing in his former teacher, Alex Shelley. Um, I didn't know that that was the case that they had. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. This feels like something they should have aired before announcing this match because when they initially announced Jay White versus Alex Shelley as a random pay per view match uh, on Twitter, yeah. I didn't know that. Backstory to it, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't either. I'm a big Jay White fan. I didn't realize this. Uh, yeah. So I sent this to you guys, and I was like, "Why are we announcing like a marquee match on Twitter? Like the return yeah. of Alex Shelley and Jay White in a singles match?" Yeah, uh, and also they like didn't highlight that he was his teacher in no. the tweet either. This is, so um, that, shame on Impact for that. But I thought yeah. this was a really solid promo and explanation for why the match is. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, happening. Um, also, um, I'm trying to think. Like when we saw Jay during his excursion like was he like teaming with motor city machine guns not when we saw him he was facing off against jay briscoe in a singles match okay i could have sworn there was like a six-man match we saw with him too uh i think it was him teaming with the briscoes okay um yeah uh still wild uh the people on excursion we got to see Mm -hmm. um and what they've been able to do since. Um, uh, we got Gals and Anderson talking about how they're the greatest tag team, and they, they love Jay White says about them. Uh, and the Bullet Club really isn't Bullet Club without the Good Brothers as a part of it, because uh, when you're in it, uh, it is for life. Uh, Violent by Design come out, um, and Eric Young says, for life. You know what I think is I, I, I'm not going to do his voice. Um, but he says <laughs> that when I make a, when I make a deal, I think it's for life. 
And we agreed that uh, if we helped you guys get away from Bullet Club and protect you from Bullet Club, that we would get a title shot. And we did our part. Uh, and now we are owed a title shot. And Jay says, no, 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 no. You don't get a title shot because once once they joined up with Bullet Club again, it's under new management. The terms have changed. They're null and void. Uh, you'd have to make a, a, a contract with me. Um, and then all of a sudden you just hear <laughs> Bullet Club. And uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa come in and just slam everybody against the wall. <laughs> a brawl breaks out. Um, and Bullet Club get run off. G.O.D. and uh, Violent by Design stare at each other, nod, and walk away. Um, so, so How are we so lucky to be graced with a, like a full-on Bullet Club storyline on Impact right now? Dude, this is this is wild. Yeah, I think that this is as as the resident like long term New Japan fan from our group. I'm, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see that Impact is the ones that got to kick this off, uh, and we're about to see it play out more in New Japan's New Japan Cup in March. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I would have to assume that we're going to see this also play out to, to some degree in AEW with Jay White's arrival um, and him being tied think, to the Young yeah. Bucks and Adam Cole. I agree um, because now having uh, Gals and Anderson back in the fold, bring I think that brings them back to AEW for like a couple, you know, appearances here and there. Yeah, so, I, I wouldn't be and, shocked. And again, it's worth noting that remember that when the AEW and Impact relationship ended, Tony Khan did say that he he wasn't like against working with new uh, with Impact again. Um, there just wasn't that, a storyline. Yeah, but now again, it seems like. This could be like a, a three-way promotion angle here with the Bullet Club, which yeah. uh, is really cool. Um, yeah. Again, the Bullet hey Club. Hey, man, that could be the the, the big announcement. Is going to be the it's going to be a triple show. It's going to be an Impact. I will. I'm going to be interested to see what the announcement is um, that Tony's been hyping up. I again, I you, me, and Joey went over it, but uh, fairly certain it's going to be some form of cross promotional show with AEW and New Japan. Yeah. But because of the Bullet Club thing, I think there is at least a chance that you'll have some impact on there, even if it's yeah. just the Good Brothers. And yeah. Chris, or Chris Bay. Or Chris, yeah, Chris Bay, I think, would probably have to make sense. Um, Which I think would be would be great for uh, Chris Bay to like make an appearance in AEW after Cody left, after Cody like hyped him up. Yeah, well, a potential signing. Yeah, Cody, before Chris Bay signed with Impact, Cody was the one who said that AEW was scouting him, and then Either a Impact few hours or a few days later, uh, it was announced that Impact signed Chris Bay. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, very interesting stuff. It's really cool to see, and it's uh, it's kind of wild to see Bullet Club being like one of the hottest things in pro wrestling again. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a group that's been around since 2013. Uh, they're going on their 10 year anniversary next year, and they're yeah. still relevant. That's impressive. Yeah, um, and and to be able to branch to multiple promotions at this point it's pretty pretty cool yeah multiple promotions at the same time yeah like they had ring of honor and and new japan at the same time but like not they 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 had a working relationship and this is like going through forbidden doors and all that nonsense um very cool uh after this the boy is back on tv angelo it's zicky dice 
versus Jonah. It is. Um, Zicky Mania is running wild. Zicky has his own Titan Tron. He's got yeah. his own music. I think it fits very good with him. Uh, the music, the style. Uh, they still make him look like a jobber, though. Yeah, they, yeah, he did have to face Jonah. Yeah, uh, Jonah dominated. He also Jonah did not have to use his finisher. He just no. power bombed him. Uh, but then he did hit at the tsunami afterwards. Uh, he goes back into the locker room or, or backstage. Gail Kim confronts him and says, "None of this, no more. Can't do this anymore. Can't beat up people to afterwards." Jonah. To Jonah. Uh, to which Jonah says, well, then find me real competition so I can stick my teeth in them. Uh, and she says, well, at Sacrifice, you can have PCO since we have five new members of the roster. How's that sound? And he says, sounds t- like tasty or something. Think PCO is going to beat him? 50-something-year-old PCO? No, I think Jonah's going to get this dub. <laughs> um, afterwards, I mean, I, I do have I to say, that- I do want to say, Jonah's first promo when he joined Impact was that his reasoning for uh, for showing up to New Japan originally was because of Moose and that he had gold that he wanted. You mean showing up to Impact? No, no, no. Uh, that, uh, he claims that he showed up to, to the New Japan uh, res- uh, bat- Battle in the Valley show. Um, he showed up to that because of Moose. Oh, because he wanted to uh, get uh, uh, go after Moose and the title that he had, because uh, he had just won the uh, the Impact World Title and he had it there, and he faced Juice Robinson. Uh, I don't believe Jonah was involved in anything after that. There, uh, he fe- he feuded with Juice in New Japan. Um, that's how him and Josh started their feud was because they both won the world title, um, and. So, I mean, Jonah could be a future person for Moose, too. Um, yeah. And he, again, he, I, I don't I get, I get, don't know if Impact has signed Jonah or if New Japan has Jonah. I don't know what Jonah is uh, or if he's just a freelancer at this point. Um, I mean, he's a current monster they're building up, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, as Jonah walks away, then comes running out. The boy is back on screen after we haven't seen him since losing to Jonah. It's Johnny Swinger. And here he is asking for his death sentence. He says he has a demolition axe to grind (laughs) with that guy. Uh, And look at what he just did to poor Zicky. That kid had a promising career. So (laughs) when Zicky came out, I said, because the other day, Pat pointed, uh, said that he looked at the spoilers and he's like, um, yeah, Jonah has a second match. I was like, oh, I, like ran down who he'd face. And I was like, I can't think of a jobber that he, he's facing again unless it's Swinger. And he's like, it is Swinger. And I was like, why is Swinger facing him again? Is this a BTI thing? Um, now we know. But Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger would be a faction. It would be a grouping and a half that I would totally enjoy. And yeah, Johnny I'll Swinger. Out. Johnny Swinger could pass down the mantle of Johnny Swinger to, to Zicky Dice. Oh um, my goodness. Uh, anyways, uh, Johnny Swinger says he's been working nonstop in Swinger's dungeon. Uh, he's got a torn <laughs> bicep and a half. 
Uh, he's gonna, yeah, he's still gonna be able to beat Jonah next week. Uh, and Gail Kim says she'll allow it. Um, I don't know if we should be allowing wrestlers who just come to you and say, I, I have half a torn bicep. Can I face Jonah? Hey, if Barstool allows Jose Canseco to fight with this one bicep, why can't back wrestling by Johnny Swinger get uh, absolutely annihilated by Jonah next week? That's fair. Um, I will say I do support the uh, potential Zicky Dyson Johnny Swinger pair. I feel like that could be a really good comedic duo. Oh, that'd that be fantastic. It might be it might be better than Hernandez and, and Swinger. Well, they could actually bounce off each other. Yeah. Uh Angelo, you still hold holding out hope for Hernandez and AEW? I mean, yeah, me I mean, and Angelo got... did get him name dropped at our show. That's that's yeah. true. Like that was pretty awesome. So yeah. I mean, Hernandez is on people's minds. Facts. He's gonna he's gonna show up somewhere. Yeah, he's he's joining the inner circle as their next. Uh... Oh my god, <laughs> he's the up and comer that they're gonna get. Yeah, he's replacing yeah, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, it's gonna be Hernandez and Homicide. Oh, please. Uh, replace uh, Santana powerful. Ortiz. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Lady Frost can replace uh, Sammy Guevara. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, then we go backstage, and Gail Kim is uh, in, in her office with Chelsea and Mickey James, uh, and they want to make their match official for the title. Tasha and Savannah come in. Um, they're not happy about this. Um I'm not happy about this either because, as I've stated numerous times, Chelsea has done absolutely nothing to deserve title shots. Uh, she loses more often than not. Uh, and Mickey's like, he says that, oh, you know, like Chelsea deserves this because, like, she's always had my back. That doesn't give you a title shot. Uh, and then Gail Kim says that the reason that she's getting a title shot is because she's technically she technically has a win over Mickey James because Tasha attacked Chelsea uh, during uh, Chelsea and uh, Mickey's last match. Which ah. okay, but like I don't think I've ever heard of, like like I feel like DQs have happened before against champions where the champion has lost and they they haven't been like, oh, this person's the new number one contender over this. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's reason enough because Tasha's not going away. Yeah. So next week, Tasha versus Chelsea again. So since October, this will be the fourth or either the fourth or fifth time that these two have faced each other. Um, Tasha has won every single time, cleanly, I might add, uh, in, I believe, all of them. Um and yeah, uh, I, I guess if uh, oh, oh yeah, and the winner faces Mickey at Sacrifice. Um, so I'm assuming that this is either going to win in a screwy finish and we get a triple threat. Yeah, or right. it's going to be Chelsea wins and we get Chelsea versus Mickey there. Um, but I don't. I, I think Impact knows we don't really want that. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I I think that this is going towards the whole storyline that uh, they're gonna try to read, like reenact the Trish and Mickey storyline, just with Chelsea as the Mickey Being character. Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since Chelsea has been very adamant. Chelsea and Mickey have both said that when they were both in WWE together, they had pitched this and they, WWE had turned them down. 
And then with this whole like lovey dovey angle with like anytime they're together, Chelsea has to be like rubbing her or like holding her. Um, uh, and they, they give each other nicknames and pet names and stuff like that. I feel like they're going, going down that route uh, where Chelsea's okay, just going to be the, 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 the weird, like she's going to steal the win. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I, I feel like that's an okay way to go, but again, I, I, I think Tasha, after the, the last few months that she's had, I felt like she, she was a better option and you didn't need the title around Chelsea. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess this is one way to go about it. Um, after this, we get our main event. It is Chris Saban, or our main event match. It's Chris Saban, Willie Mack, and, uh, and Rich Swan versus Kenny King and the OG Kingdom, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Um, I thought this was a, a good match. Not as good as the match at, um, at No Surrender. Um, it was still all over the place. Um I don't remember too much about this. I felt like it didn't get as much time as I thought it was going to get. Yeah, it was quicker. And Willie Mack takes the pinfall. Yeah, um, the usual. Some things never change. Yeah, after yeah. this, uh, they stay in the ring. Uh, the Honor No More stays in the ring. And Maria gets on the mic and says, uh, we'd like to introduce a Triple Crown winner in Impact and a triple crown winner in Ring of Honor, Eddie Edwards, Eddie, uh, the man who opened the door for Honor No More. Uh, Eddie comes out, is booed. Rich Swan gets right up in his face, uh, but doesn't touch him. Um, and then we come back from what would have been the commercial break, and Scott is out there trying to push everybody. All the He tells all the Team Impact guys that they have to go to the locker room to watch this. Um because we need to hear what he has to say. Um, and so they all go back, and Eddie cuts a really good, uh, well-sounded promo. As people who have said, like, I, I know Pat has said it numerous times. I've said it that, like, I don't like Eddie's voice. Um, Pat has had his issues with Eddie over the years. Um, this was one of his better promos. Um, would you agree, Pat? Yeah, I actually was a, a big fan of the ending of the show. I thought the this promo from Eddie was really strong. Um, for somebody who doesn't think Edwards has really ever been uh, that commanding or that great on the mic, I thought that he did really well here. Um, and I thought he did a good job handling the crowd, um, initially cheering him and then getting them to turn on him. Uh, I thought yeah. he really engulfed himself with the heel persona and talking about how he was the heart of impact and felt betrayed by impact management, um, by choosing Josh over him. Um, and now Josh is gone. So what did they accomplish? Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a really good promo from Eddie. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, I thought it sounded a little, the big complaint I had about this, is his reasoning and he's like oh there's a cancer in, in in wrestling and that sounded so much like violent by design with yeah. how eric yeah. young uh kept on saying like there's a sickness, 
there's a sickness and we were here to cleanse it. Um, and, and we're the cure for this. And the, 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 him saying that, oh, that we're the cure for the cancer that's growing in, in uh, wrestling over the last two years. Um, Angela, what did you think of this promo? It definitely was the most compelling thing I've seen from Eddie Edwards since we've been watching. Um, his face run, because it seems to be over now, his face yeah. run was never like too interested. He was always like, okay, I guess he's fine to like include in this match and stuff. But I'm definitely excited now to see the next steps of Honor No More with him kind of being, you know, the most powerful guy and him potentially, you know, leading himself to a world title shot with this. Yeah. Um, I do want to say um, he claims that he, he, he fooled everyone. Uh, we You can go back uh, to the last month of our pro, our, our Yeah, podcast. you weren't fooled, Ryan. Uh, I've said for a month that Eddie Edwards was going to be revealed as the, the leader or like he, as a turncoat and get, I don't know, more of the contracts. Um, so... Yeah, I did wishfully think that Samoa Joe would be it, but yeah. um, <laughs> but but I kept on saying it was going to be Eddie Edwards because he wasn't it wasn't accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, any uh, the, this keeps on growing. Eventually, so after Eddie is done talking, there is an honor no more chant. I do want to say that, but the crowd because yeah, they're, they're the goats. Yeah, so the the crowd has swayed. I guess you could say maybe like if Josh is gone, you could run Honor No More Eddie as an anti-hero instead of Moose. I feel like that'd be a really weird flex. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I feel like the crowd cares more about Eddie than Moose. But they theoretically shouldn't with like the story they're trying to tell here with honor no more like these are the outsiders coming in and minus eddie who but it makes eddie like eddie's a heel and it makes him hypocritical that he was like you know he was like in favor of like impact bringing in outsiders but then turned on it when he didn't get the shot against omega or or christian but now he's aligning with the outsiders coming in because he's going to make impact like realize what they missed out on by not choosing him yeah, I mean, that's, that's heelish stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't think they should do it. Again, I think if I was going to, like, going back to my thing, I, I don't know if this is the direction Impact is going, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing if they could pull off Moose as a babyface. Like, he's proven to be, a, like, a great heel. Yeah. But now you've lost Josh, potentially, and if you're not going to get him back, again, this is all a hypothetical if Josh doesn't come back yeah. and, and he's gone from the company and not coming back for the foreseeable future – you're going to need to make some some changes here because you just lost out on this big story you were going to tell with Moose yeah. and him. So do you just feed Moose to some upcoming baby face or do you try to do something really interesting and do a double turn where Moose has to become like the hero that Impact needs? Um, that's fair. I think it's just an interesting choice. I feel like that's a more interesting choice than than – turning your new top heel stable, like the brand new heels in the company into the, yeah. the heroes. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's, you're absolutely right. I probably, the only thing with this promo, I probably would have left out Alicia Edwards. <laughs> really? I mean, was, I, 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 I me, guess. So me and Angela, I, I guess both felt the same way here. Cause I, I, I am. 
I am baffled because I have been also a very noted Alicia Edwards hater from when I've watched Impact, and I thought Alicia added to this. I she I thought did it, a little bit, but I thought it could have just ended with Eddie Edwards ending it. It definitely could have, and they could have saved like an Alicia and Eddie confrontation for like a future episode. Yeah. Um, and it could have just been like a quick backstage thing, but I feel like this is something that needed to happen. Like not having Alicia address it and her continuing to appear would have kind of been weird. Yeah. Um, true. Plus I feel like this is like, you know, Alicia is not like a super beloved baby face or anything, but she's still a baby face. So I feel like Eddie, you know, being a dick and, and not officially turning on her, but like teasing that, like, Oh, maybe we're not going to be family anymore. Cause I have my new family. I feel like it does more to to get the crowd to hate Eddie. Yeah, thinking about this, no, Eddie Eddie Edwards in Honor No More should not be baby faces since this man yeah, basically fair. threatened divorcing his wife yeah. uh, over wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To be to be fair, um, I didn't think her delivery was great. Um, I, I think that this this was a good heel part for him. Um, I do want to say she. I think she is beloved by the Impact fans because. I know. Whenever she comes out, she gets huge reactions. And I've seen in the two years that we've been watching Impact, basically, she has given me no reason to like her. She is not good in the ring. She is awful on the mic. But the crowd fucking eats her up every time she comes out. Um, If it works, it works. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like... it would be very odd for her to like her and Eddie to separate as characters because like the only thing reason anybody like I feel like anybody cares about her is because of Eddie. Yeah, well I don't think this um, necessarily will be them separating. I think yeah. they'll probably do a shock heel turn with Alicia and, and she'll but, join like, Honor No More. What does she add to Honor No More? another woman who doesn't wrestle very often and when she does she isn't very good um i think that you know uh, she's 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 alicia, 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 write her off uh, until the storyline's over that, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's an option here. but also yeah. again alicia, alicia alicia and maria is a new tag team <laughs> no i don't think that that would happen um nah. but again you could either do what angela said you could write her off um yeah. You could have Honor No More attack her to write her off if she refuses to, you know, align with Eddie. Yeah. Um, and then eventually when you're ready to turn Eddie face again, you can have him reunite with Alicia and, you know, realize his mistakes. Yeah. Um, or you turn Alicia heel and, you know, her and Eddie can be a really annoying heel couple. Um, yeah. You have options. Like, uh, again, I don't yeah. think that this is them like a roadblock. I think that they have several ways to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I do have to say this is my second favorite moment uh, in the year and a half that we've been watching Impact uh, of Alicia and Eddie. Uh, the first being Wrestle House 2, where we learned <laughs> that uh, they like to bring the kendo sticks into the bedroom. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, so do we know if they like beat each other or do they like uh, I don't know, not say for like, work children, but do they like... We, we didn't learn too much. We okay. didn't learn that yeah. much. We just know that Alicia told Eddie to bring the kendo sticks. Um, okay into the bedroom that's out of all the things you could bring from a wrestling match the kendo sticks is an interesting option yeah i mean you could just bring a table and have each other through it you, you could do that yeah 
<laughs> or lay a pile of chairs down, or the no, ring bell. Wait, no, you the just ring bring, bell to start. It no, you just bring off. you bring a bag full of old cell phones that George Iceman <laughs> collected, and you just like you know do the deed yeah. on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to get confirmation from George Iceman that he did, if he did or didn't. Uh, we should provide tweet it. We should yeah. tweet at him. Just repeatedly tweet at him until he tells us. <laughs> yeah, please. Honestly, I don't think George Iceman has ever watched the product. <laughs> it's very possible. Even when he was like when he was the ring announcer and in the building, I don't know if he watched the product. I thought I'm announcing for NXT. Yeah. Uh so next week they have announced three matches. Um we've got Madison Rain versus Cassie Lee. We've got uh Bullet Club versus God and Violent by Design. Uh and we've got Eddie Edwards. Uh or we've got Johnny uh Johnny Swinger versus Jonah and Eddie Edwards versus um, Steve Macklin, possibly. Um, Swinger's going to be a barn burner. Facts. Um, they also announced basically the entire sacrifice card, I believe. Maybe we'll get one more added. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have seven matches already. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. I have it in front of me. You, you have, I'll, just, I'll, I'll run it down. I'm looking at the whole thing. I've got eight. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, you have Alex yeah. Shelley and Jay White, which is the first thing. Yeah. Uh, inspiration versus the influence. Who knows? Maybe it'll get canceled again. Right. For, uh, for the knockouts tag titles. Yeah. Trey Miguel versus Jake something for the X Division title. Yep. Jonah versus PCO. That should be. I'm very interested to see how that match goes, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, of the matches I've seen of PCO, him versus Chris Saban or in, the, in the past like few months, PCO versus Chris Saban was good. Uh, his imp- the team impact versus uh, Honor No More was really good. Uh, him in the ladder match at uh, GCW was fucking awful. Yeah, um, I feel like impact. Uh, you know, this is probably one of his. This, this is so far, I would say this is his biggest uh, challenge. Because again, Chris Saban is like a noted, like really good in ring wrestler. Yes, Joan is good, but like I don't know if he can carry a match here. Uh, impact he needs to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Impact needs to justify signing a 54-year-old deathmatch wrestler um, (laughs) who's significantly past his prime. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, So we'll see. But um, he's in good shape right now, Pat. He is. He is in good shape. I will say that. From from what he was in, like, Ring of Honor, I will say he's in better shape. Uh, Also, Angelo, again, got to say, make sure to watch – go back, watch the show. Oh, yeah. You can watch PCO almost commit suicide. Yeah, you, oh, PCO, PCO uh, and the, no, the no, six no. man or the ten yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So he, this man, he he was facing off against Rich Swan. Rich Swan was like right against the ropes. Rich Swan slightly moves over into the turnbuckle to dodge what looked like it was going to be a lariat. Into right. the, uh, PCO then re- changed his mind and just suicide dove into nobody. Oh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and like everybody in Honor No More like ran over to him to see if he was okay. He just got up and was like, oh! <laughs> That's the robot character. Um, <laughs> Fucking fantastic spot. You have Eddie Edwards versus Rhino in a singles match. Yep. Uh, the Good Brothers versus Violent by Design uh, for the Impact World Tag Titles. Uh, Mickey versus Tasha or Chelsea. Yes. Uh, and then Moose versus Heath for the Impact World Championship. Yeah, 2022. Heath. I love it. 
Heath could become the final member of 3MB to win a world title. That's great. Yeah. No, I would assume the only titles that I can see changing hands here are the X Division and maybe the Knockouts tag titles. Yeah, and the yeah. Knockouts definitely could, depending on how, if it becomes a triple threat or something. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also the slight chance that Violent by Design could win the tag titles. Nah. With, or actually, no, I was going to say, like, G.O.D. could cost them, but G.O.D. aren't going to be there. Because yeah, they're, they're both gonna... in uh, New Japan Cup, and New Japan Cup starts next week, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. Don't see that happening. So, yeah. So, con- conspicuous by her absence, uh, I kind of mentioned it in the chat with uh, Ryan and Pat before, but Masa Slamovich was not on the show tonight. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I, I, I don't know what they do. I hope they don't change, like get rid of her. I don't think they will. Maybe they take her off for a bit, but possible. She just misses a taping with the current state of world affairs. Yeah. Like just, I mean, the, this set of tapings only goes till next week. So if she wasn't on tonight and she's not on next week, then she, she they just didn't use her. Um, but yeah, um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Masha uh, so far, um, especially the, like as I said uh, the other day when she uh, she hit a burning hammer to begin a match um which has been my finisher in the wwe 2k games for my creative (laughs) characters for several years um uh goat tier uh stuff but to use that as just an opening move fantastic uh uh shout out to her i think she uh had one of the better matches with diana for her title last year uh, at Knockouts Knockdown, or yeah, Knockouts Knockdown. Um, so hopefully they figure out something for her. I think she would be a really good heel, uh, champion down the line. Um, yeah, yeah, or at least heel challenger. Uh, she, she's undefeated still, other than her loss to Diana, uh, before she was contracted. So, mm-hmm. um, also worth noting, since you mentioned Diana, she isn't announced for uh, Sacrifice, but um, I'm assuming that they would add another Champ Champ Challenge for. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, that was that wasn't deep, deep added dish. until like the uh, the Impact before uh, Sacrifice or No Surrender. Like they yeah. announced it, so I'd assume they're going to do the same thing next week. Okay, yeah. or um, Angelo, you could get another Lady Frost match. We could get Lady Frost versus Giselle Shaw on the show. I mean, they already had that, so hopefully they find me. Yeah, they can do it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they because they're clearly going to do another match. Yeah, they definitely lead them to it. They could do it on the show. Yeah, or BTI. I think it's a BTI match. I hope. Yeah. Um, Okay. The the last thing is that I wanted to mention on here probably has nothing to do with Impact, but I don't think we talk about it anywhere else uh, in a timely manner. Um, I should have brought it up at the start of the episode, but. Cesaro's gone from WWE. Uh, Ryan, Cesaro's like one of your favorite wrestlers. Mm. Do you have anything yeah, you want to say? Cool. Yeah, Cesaro's gone. gone. Cesaro, oh. his, con- his contract uh, expired, expired. So he can go anywhere immediately. And it's really interesting because Cesaro had just signed like a new contract like a year or two ago. 
Yeah, so it was real short term. So it was a short term contract. And then the reports are saying that WWE was actively trying to get him to resign. Oh, I'd imagine. But but he wouldn't. And so that's why he lost all of his recent matches. Uh, <laughs> but they kept him on TV to try and get him to stay. Uh, but so Cesaro's gone. He has no non compete clause. He can go yeah. anywhere he wants as soon as he wants. Uh, um, I think the likely situation is AEW. Oh, but, yeah, I do too. Even um, if it's just for like a couple of months, but yeah. he's going there. Yeah. However, I would I I would just say, um, ideal situation. Uh, I know ninety nine percent would not happen, but you want to fix the Impact Tag Division. Give me Cesaro. Give me Chris Hero. Give me the Kings of Wrestling. Um, that would be fantastic. I doubt that happens, considering uh, uh, Chris Hero and Rachel Ellering. Or like a couple, and uh, Rachel Ellering and Impact didn't seem like they had the greatest. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, still I'm still not over them getting rid of Rachel. Yeah, yeah. I, I too. I thought she was really fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. But if Cesaro, if Cesaro showed up in Impact Wrestling as Claudio Castagnoli, I would shit my fucking pants. Um. Yeah, I'm just. I just want to take this moment to shoot on the uh, the Impact Wrestling subreddit. Who, uh, as soon as the news broke that Cesaro uh, was free, they were posting about how he's going to go to AEW, but Tony's going to waste him and put him immediately on AEW Dark. Uh, to which one person started? <laughs> hey, I don't know if you know this. They wait. They've already killed Jay Lethal. They he he showed up on AEW Dynamite had one match never never showed up again even though that's not true but it's oh, not uh, true and I also just that's don't what everybody that's also, what everybody always says I also don't understand what people were expecting from Jay Lethal um, like he's in the latter portion of his career and I feel like his value yes. is much more as like a veteran who can help some younger guys out yes. and occasionally be heated up to you know but have Frank- like the match with like Ricky Starks. Yes, but well, I had Frankie Kazarian's in AEW, but I'm not expecting him to have like a million wins. No, yeah, especially when Frankie Kazarian can't even beat Luke Gallows. Yeah, never forget that Pat will never forgive Luke Gallows. For I'll never killing. forgive. I'll never forgive Tony Khan for that. I thought that was one of the worst booking decisions of last year. Yeah. You, like you had just debuted like the new Elite Hunter gimmick for for Frankie yeah. Kazarian, and then you immediately killed it by having Luke Gallows beat him. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying this time, if Luke Gallows shows up, uh, he has to beat Cesaro. Yeah. No, no, he has to. He has to beat Keith Lee. Oh, good Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> um, Clean as a whistle. But yeah, no. The people, some of the people on the Impact subreddit are seem cool and have good opinions. Other ones, every single time that they can, they try to dunk on AEW, and it's not very strong dunks because they're complaining about AEW Dark and somebody went back at them earlier today and said that AEW Dark gets more viewers than Impact does uh, and the response was but it's on YouTube as if that changes the fact that again AEW Dark is still technically more popular than a regular episode of Impact <laughs> Impact is also on YouTube yeah pair those straight up and see how much view whatever but regardless i I don't think anybody in their right mind that isn't trying to be like some weird tribalistic one company's better than the other i don't think anybody with you know their head on straight would believe (laughs) that tony khan would shell out the money to bring in cesaro and disappoint everybody who has been begging for cesaro to get like a main event push 
just to toss him on AEW Dark and have him do enhancement matches. Like, no, that's, yeah. Cesaro doesn't, again, Cesaro I think is like 39 or 40. So again, he's somebody who's on the older side, but yeah. everybody knows that Cesaro can still go. Yeah. And he's been like the one talent in WWE that's been held down for years. Yeah, uh, he is forty-one. John Morrison for me in that sense, where it's just like, oh boy, you saw all that potential, and it could have fully, you know, you could have given him the whole rock. And mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Cesaro was there for I think over ten years. And... Yeah, uh, he signed in two thousand eleven. Yeah, so over ten years. He, yeah, like when he started, he had like that U.S. title run that nobody remembers. Yeah, yeah. and then they sent him back to NXT, and then he came up again and was part of the the Real Americans. Uh, and also, like, let it be reminded that he is a four-time straight winner of the Most Underrated Wrestler Award of the Wrestling Observer. That's yeah. great. If, yeah. if, if AEW is going to bring him in, I think he's going to be somebody who is immediately pushed out of the gate. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because, I, like, again, I, like the fact that he didn't re-sign, I have to assume that he already has plans on where he's going to land. But we already know that you have Swerve coming in for AEW. That's very public. Swerve has already confirmed it. You also have Jeff Hardy coming in. To be fair, Jeff is going to most likely be in the tag division with Matt. But it'll be yeah. very interesting to see where like Swerve, uh, where Swerve slots in versus like where a Cesaro slots in. Yeah, I, I will. I'll stop here. But I'll, I'll say I think Cesaro like probably has like a Brian Cage type of arc where he comes in hot has one you know world title match and then just fizzles out like like give him his moment and then let him ride at the sunset yeah that'd be but, it'd yeah. be an interesting one that, um, it would be totally fine you know like i'm sure like then he could do that and then he can like finish his career at a couple other indie spots and just call it a day and it, again, on, yeah that, that is like the benefit with AEW is that he could come in have a big run but he could also wrestle on the indies and do other stuff so it wouldn't yeah. be like he's limited to just being in AEW. right right that's where that's you know, most of the complaints of the people in WWE contracts is like, sure, if you're not doing anything on TV, at least you can do something somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I just wanted to bring up Cesaro to see, uh, well, to talk about it since again, that was yeah. the big news today. Hey, man. Just, just again, go random, random shot here. Um, but there's that casino tag team Royale next week. Uh, again, that would could... be utterly insane if they somehow got Cesaro and Chris Hero to show up on AEW and reform the Kings of Wrestling for the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, yeah. It would also be really ballsy because I do not think they would win. Um, to be fair, it's it's very rare that the Joker has won any of the th- like. Yeah, but to, re- show to up. have like a huge reunion like this, yeah, that nobody would fair. predict. Yeah, for Cesaro to be someone that loses first time. That, that's that fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and does he want to do that? Yeah. You know, or does he want to do something solo? That's what it comes yeah. out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, overall, guys, uh, how does everybody feel about this episode? Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up Thumbs for up. me. Thumbs up. All right. Uh, thank you uh, for listening to this extra long edition oh, of yeah. the Impact Power Hour. Um, thank you, Pat, for joining us. Yep, um, no problem. He'll maybe pop in every so often. Yeah, I'll probably um, make appearances from here and there. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, we'll have uh, some AEW stuff with Pat and Joey, most likely. Uh, Impact Power Hour, as always. Uh, and then we've got uh, Sacrifice and Revolution next weekend. 
Um, so probably a lot of podcast stuff. Oh, and also the aid or uh, new Japan cup begins and the new Japan anniversary show next week. So busy, busy week of wrestling. I don't know how many podcasts we'll do for new Japan stuff, but um, um, I'll probably do something for the anniversary show. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, new Japan cup. I probably will only do like the end of the tournament. Okay. Um, Again, feel free to listen to our, our me, Joey, and Pat's predictions of the New Japan Cup. Um, we are doing predict. We did do predictions for that. Um, it is still open for the rest of Deep Six to do if they want to uh, for the predictions title. If me, Joey, or Pat still has the ti- or has the title after Revolution. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe um, and. Yeah, thoughts and prayers out to those affected by what's going on over in uh, Europe right now. It's scary stuff. Uh, So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. Adios. Bye. All right, bye.